want to call for conduct reform. Um, I'm going to pop them out today. I, I get my microphone uh, plugged in and um, I'm ready to go. So let's let's just hit it. So <clears throat> I've been wanting to um, say, say something about this case for a while. Very odd situation in Texas, um, Bishop Olson. So um, I heard about this case and I thought this is really weird. Um, this is from uh, ABC's 8. It looks like a Texas. Um, okay, so let's get into this. So again, this is a bizarre story. Um, if you're looking into a Carmelite order, um, definitely avoid this one in Arlington, Texas, because this is bizarre. Um, and what's going on there is just insane. And they're just knee-deep in canonical and civil issues at this point um so um so this is this is the transcript of what uh, and again this is from church militant um i'll put all these links in so you can see this for yourself if you want to um this is the transcript of what happened between or the conversation between the bishop bishop olson of fort worth texas and um Gerlich. Um, the prioress, Mother Teresa Agnes Gerlach, I don't know if I'm saying that right, of um, uh, the Carmelites there. So it starts with, um, she's saying, Bishop, most of this was done by the phone. And he says, I see all right with some of this in person, asks Olson. She says, yes, Bishop. Um, then she later changes her story, and she says... This did not happen in person at all. It was all over the phone. The priest did not come down here at all. Then he says, Bishop says, that's something you've changed the story on. And she says, a little bit, Bishop. Um, then he says, yeah, we have a hard time with the truth. Um, she goes on to say she, um, she was having seizures and she does say, I'm so sorry, Bishop. And he says, it's okay. I know you are. I know you are, Olsen said. It was a horrible, horrible mistake, said Gerlich. I'm so sorry. Um, there is hope for redemption, the Bishop said. Really, the sake of the whole Carmel is at stake here. You understand that, and I appreciate you telling the truth. Um, and it actually, like, so I did want to get into, um, so, um, the same article in court, Vicar General Father Jonathan Wallace confirmed that the prioress admitted to him on three occasions beginning on December 22nd, 2022, that she had violated her vow with a priest. According to Wallace, Gerlich believed she was falling in love and described the relationship as consensual. Wallace said, Gerlich, um, I just want to make sure I know who Wallace is here. Um, so I guess well, Father Jonathan Wallace is the Vicar General of the Diocese of Fort Worth, Texas. Um, 
Yes, that's true. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I was saying that right. Um, so, Wallace said Gerlich told him over the phone on January 5th that she was going to see the doctor and was nervous because she was late with her period. Um, I took it as a potential pregnancy, said Wallace. Yeah, who wouldn't? Um, he had waited until April 14th to inform the bishop about the affair because Gerlich had told him she would report it to her superiors. Um, so just such a messed up story. Um, I mean, it's just, there's just so much like information. Like they're saying she's very fragile, but she's going around getting drugs and, um, she's supposed to be running an order. Um, and then she has enough energy to go and try to sue the bishop. It just, it's really weird. Um, the, the, the recording does end on a soft note. Um, so in the auto recording, Gerlach, along with Sister Frances Therese, who was present at the meeting, both accept and agreed to the terms, and at one point even returning the bishop's affections. I love you all very much, said Olson, followed by Gerlach saying, we do too. I love and respect you, Bishop, said Sister Frances Therese. This is the last thing on earth that we expected to have. Oh, I know, the bishop interjected. Any of us are prone, but um, there, but for the grace of God, go any of us. Um, and it goes on to say that the Fort, and I think they did, the Fort Worth Diocese is arguing that the court should dismiss the nun's lawsuit because it involves ecclesiastical discipline and therefore is outside the jurisdiction of a civil court. Um, and the nuns were arguing that Olson exceeded his authority, violating the nuns' rights by seizing, seizing their electronics and defaming them by his public statements. Just such a bizarre, bizarre story. Um, I'm just going to go real quick. So I'm, I haven't done this yet. I'm going to just do this on, on the fly right now. Um, so these are, um, Carmelite. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to search this. The Carmelite Monastery, the most holy trinity in Arlington. I don't know if they're on my database. So the weird thing about the database friends is that, um, some of these religious orders are kind of hard to find. Like they're not, they're not on the Institute for Religious Life. They're not on CMSWR. They're not LSWR. This is especially true for men's religious orders. Um, if someone knows something about like a more comprehensive, I mean, I, th I think I've made it very comprehensive as comprehensive as I can. Um, and I think there's not, if there, if there is something like what I have on the internet, great, but, um, I haven't found anything. Um, I'm just trying to, f okay. So I'm here on their website, but anyway, I, just to finish my point, it's just, it's kind of hard sometimes to like put all the religious orders down because if they're not on those like major websites, like or major, um, listed in those major organizations like Institute Religious Life or CMSWR, LSWR, it's kind of hard to find them. Um, it's like, how am I supposed to know about them? So if there's, if there's ever a religious order that you know of that I don't have on my blog, please let me know. Um, because that's, I mean, there were a few that I knew of that I, I just because I had, 
you know, known of people that were in these orders. And I, so I knew that they were not listed on these websites. So I added them, but that's very few and far between. <clears throat> so this, um, this uh, caramel is um, in Arlington, Texas. Um, sometimes it's just good to see if they are actually in the place where they, because sometimes I, it happens a lot, like religious orders will like be founded in like, um, like a city and then they might move down the street or something and they're in like another town. So sometimes they're not actually in the town that they're listed at, like, like the, I don't know, like the sisters of the poor of, I'm in Columbus, Ohio, of Columbus, Ohio. There's no such order. I'm just making it up. But if they move to like Dayton, they might still be the sisters of the poor of Columbus, Ohio, if that makes sense. So, um, Sometimes that just helps. Um, so, I mean, it's pretty much a basic, um, what you would, what you would see from a Carmelite blog. I mean, if you've ever been on the Carmelite website, this is pretty much what you notice. Um, they're obviously very traditional. They're a very traditional habit. Um, the website looks like something from like the early 2000s. It's very simple. Um, the pictures are very small. Um, they don't even have a mass page that's up and running. Like, you can't see their mass times. Maybe, and maybe they, like, don't want people going there for mass right now. Um, they do have a gift shop. You can buy banners, I guess. And artwork. You know. To just like normal stuff. Um, I don't think there's anything on here at all about there's links. So there's some links to like just general Catholic religious sites. Um, obviously nothing about the scandal that's going on right now on their website. In fact, some of these little buttons on the side aren't even work like Carmelite Saints I click on Carmelite Saints is one little button and it's it's bringing up a 404 <clears throat> their donate button works though is that interesting um history doesn't that's it brings up a 404 so this website's pretty rough um yeah but not a lot there um so yeah, Carmel, carmelnuns.com is the website if you're if you're really interested in looking at this. It's <laughs> you're, I, I assure you, you're not missing much if you don't go to it. It's just it's very very simple and it just has like the history of Carmel, which you know, it does have some pictures of the enclosure. They're all very small. You can't click on them to enlarge them, um, which always makes me sad. But you can kind of get an idea what it looks like. And there's snow in one picture. I didn't know it snowed in Texas. So, so that is the situation in Arlington. Um, so at least this woman has been removed. But, I mean, who knows? I mean, if this... Um, religious order is uh, if they have other corrupt superiors 
that I mean, it, it just seems kind of weird to me. I mean, I'm just trying to think um, out loud, but I mean, to actually make a lawsuit against the bishop, like that's pretty, that takes some like big cojones, like yikes, um, $1 million lawsuit against the bishop um, because of him stepping in. Um, and obviously, in this, this situation, it's really the nuns that are at fault. Like, it's not the bishop. So whatever is going on with Bishop Michael Olson, whatever he's done, like, this is not on him. Like, these are the nuns. And you can see the pictures. You can see the drug paraphernalia. And one picture, I don't see it on this particular um, picture. But on one of the pictures, you can see, a, like, a bong. I mean... <laughs> It's like unbelievable, um, and this has made the mainstream mainstream news, and it's just like the nuns have like shot themselves in the foot because this would have probably been really quiet, but they are the ones that made the lawsuit, which is what has made this explode, um, especially in Texas. Um, a lot of these articles are coming out of Texas, um, so this has become a much bigger story because of um uh because of um you know the nuns actions and it does say here it does show on the church militant article um and this is from june 29th it says um it was an investigator for arlington police department and he's saying um, in this email, it's very short, and he says, I will not need to interview Mr. Olson as part of my investigation and have closed the case out as unfounded. So this is just completely bogus. Um, the sisters don't have anything. And um, just, I don't know. Um, let me know what you guys think. Um, <laughs> this is just such a messed up story. Um, and you know, I, I hope things get better because, I mean, these are people's lives we're talking about. And I just can't imagine what these sisters are going through that are living through this. That's who I feel sorry for. Um, the ones that are really helpless in this situation. And, you know, thankfully, Bishop Olson, you know, for what it's worth, he, you know, took this seriously and, and, the people that came out and said, you know, there's issues here. He he didn't look the other way. Um, he actually did something about it. So, um, I mean, good for him in that in that regard. Um, but he was willing to actually come out and say and to do what he needed to do as bishop to kind of put a hold on this. So um, that does it for right now. Again, I'd love to hear your responses, your comments. Feel free to. Uh, email me or message me here on um, Anchor or Spotify or wherever you listen. I know that this um, this little podcast kind of wiggles its way into like all these little like um, venues. That's kind of funny. Um, I n nothing I never thought I never thought it'd be you know that wide, um, but I guess you know Spotify just kind of like kind of. Um, releases these podcasts um for their own benefit so 
Um, until next time, God bless you. And um, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.